The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson. I'm the CEO of Huckabye, and I'm guest hosting today for Ben Shapiro. This week, we're going to discuss from submarines to SEO, military lessons in search. Joining me is Scott Swanson, who is the VP of Demand Generation at iSpot TV, which helps advertisers measure their brand and business impact of TV and streaming advertising from concept to airing to conversion. Think of it as the Google Analytics of TV advertising. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about iSpot TV's massive search growth. And today we're going to continue the conversation by discussing from submarines to SEO, military lessons and search. Okay, here's my conversation with Scott Swanson, the VP Demand Generation at iSpot TV. 
Welcome back, Scott. Thank you. Good to have you on. This is a fun topic that we get to discuss today. So <laughs> yeah, I'm looking a... forward to this. I have no notes. This will be entirely off the cuff. Kyle, that's what we're going for. So <laughs> this is going to be fun. I actually can relate to this topic, but not because I was a in the military myself. I At Overstock, we had a deep sort of military culture. And it was because of this guy, Steve Tryon, who's extremely high up in the military. All of our leadership training was based on the military. And it has amazing business impacts, to be honest. Uh, you see a lot of successful business people come out of the military, yourself included. You spent a good deal of time in the Navy aboard submarines. Maybe just... And what we're going to do here is talk a little bit about your experience in the Navy and then how, you know, what you're doing now and how it impacts what you do now and how they're similar but yeah, just briefly, like, what was your military experience? You were on submarines doing cool stuff. Maybe we start there. Sure. I was a sonar technician stationed out of Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. I was on a fast attack Los Angeles class submarine. So, and that that just means that um, there's two types, really. There's a fast attack and then there's a um, the type that carry Trident missiles, right? Like nuclear warheads, the... the world-ending type of <laughs> weapon systems. So we, our job was primarily going from place to place and, you know, doing exercises with aircraft, aircraft carrier um, battle groups. And there's mostly exercise training and just having a presence out in the Pacific Ocean and, and surrounding air. So you're basically using sonar to pick theoretically, to pick up on threats and be able to respond to them. Uh, yeah, that's right. i trying to thread the needle on <laughs> what we can talk about versus can't, but oh, there's... Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, largely, I mean, submarines are are there to, you know, fast attack submarines are there to respond to threats and to monitor naval activity and to operate in places where they're legally allowed to be, but maybe you don't want to broadcast the fact that they're, that they're there, right? Super cool stuff. If this wasn't a search podcast, we'd just go off on naval submarines. <laughs> off the rails right into submarines. Yeah. But um, maybe a quick transition into your career. So you finish up in the Navy, you go into a few different businesses or verticals anyways, and then get your foot in the door in marketing. And now you're this very prominent marketing executive at iSpot TV dealing with search is a massive, massive channel. Yeah, maybe a little bit about that transition. And then we can get into sort of the similarities and what you've learned from the military and how it's affected your career. But just a bit about how you got to where you are. Sure. Yeah, happy to talk about all that. I, I joined the military. I, I went to... Um, I came from a family that valued education, but if you weren't going to go to college, it was the military. There was really only two options. And I went to college for a year, and I remember being in geography class or some such thing, right? Like just staring at the textbooks, we're reading about Japan or someplace in the world. It didn't matter, right? And just the whole world, like I grew up in a small town in Washington State, and just like the whole world just was like a black and white blurry image in my head, right? Like, so just to think about these places I was reading about and having never seen it or really no prospects of ever seeing it, just, I remember at that moment, like, I just, I need to, this isn't, I need some experience before I 
do this. And so I, I went off and joined the military. I walked into the, I, it was around, it was a couple of years after Hunt for Red October came out. I don't know if you remember that, but I don't want to go too far down tangent here, but I remember seeing that. And then the, one of the main characters in there was Jonesy, if you recall, and he was a sonar technician. So I just, I walked into the recruiting office. Actually, well, I won't get into that, but I walked in the recruiting office and said, I wanted to be a sonar technician on a submarine based in Pearl Harbor. And he said, he's like, I can promise you two out of the three of those things. And uh, he's like, I can make you, I can make you a submarine sonar technician, no problem. But the uh, Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii thing, it was up to you, really. He's like, there's plenty of, plenty of boats and things out there. So there's a high likelihood, but the higher you place in your class, the more likely, the better the orders, you know, the, or the more orders you had to pick from. So I did that. You know, I went through submarine school, went through sonar school, graduating from sonar school, top of my class, picking my orders, Pearl Harbor. There was two orders to Pearl Harbor. I got the first one and the last pick or the second to last pick was was the other one. So it didn't really matter how well I did. <laughs> but <laughs> So in any case, uh, headed off to Pearl Harbor, spent time there, uh, as we talked about. And getting out, having gone really pre college, I had to get out, go to college. All my friends had already went, right? So for me, it was less about having an experience. It was more about just knocking it out. So I was working, going to night school. And and the first job I got out of it was working in construction and with the kind of as a laborer, but with the agreement that I, they teach me the kind of the, the back end of the business, which is construction estimating and project management and all that. And so all that fast forward through that, Graduated from, started construction career, took me all the way to or maybe four years into the future, building a 42-story high-rise in downtown Bellevue, Washington. And then, um, so took a job kind of on the development side and working corporate Bank of America, you know, real estate department. Went through that, started my own real estate brokerage. And as a part of that, created a um, private equity fund that was investing in real estate as a, you know, kind of a, a side compartment, you know, not a side job, but like a component for a number of reasons. Anyway, so that existed as a general partner there, had some other partners. 2008 comes along where the world's financial systems are collapsing. Nobody's building, nobody's leasing, nobody's doing anything in commercial real estate. Yeah. Called up my Microsoft who's, who'd been trying to recruit me for years. And I'm, I remember thinking to myself, like Microsoft, like what, what could I possibly teach anybody there? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And uh, he's like, no, it's project management or whatever. Like, just come down here. We could use your help. And so I, he was one of the first people hired into what's now called Microsoft Azure, right? Like it was a cloud computing business. There was maybe a couple dozen people working in that, on that division at the time. And, and so I started working there and we launched that product, you know, it was working on the marketing team. We launched that product and, it was me and another guy were sitting in the office and he says to me, he said, what do we do now? You know, like it was just let out like a big sigh of relief. The launch was a, just a monster event. And, it's a and, massive uh, product today. Yeah, I still, I see people, anytime I see like a LinkedIn profile of like some like really nuanced position within the company or within the organization, it really kind of pricing strategy for content delivery networks in you know, <laughs> Europe, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, so he's, he looks at me and I look at him and he, you know, he's like, what do we do now? I was like, well, let's go, let's go work on the website. Because at the time, 
every single feature had its own website and its own URL. And so we, we kind of made it our mission to, to pull it all together and to start taking, you know, this is 2008, 2009, pull all that together, introduce some marketing automation, some really early email nurturing. And, and so that was really what developed it. And then after that, I went to a company called Aptio who had a um, sales SDR team, sales dev, dev team. What was missing for me anyway at Microsoft was, you know, we were generating these leads and doing all these optimizations and then taking these leads and just throwing them over the fence, right? Like have no idea if they were good or not or what was happening. Are they turning into sales? And so the next position was where I really got a taste for building like a demand engine and and working with the sales development team or building the sales development team and taking all the leads and all the hard work that we put into the website and then seeing the outcome of it, right? And so that's really hard to do it in a really large organization, much easier to do in the startup world. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Tell me about what you've learned from the military that you think, what's something that still drives your career? We talked off offline about what you were doing data-wise there and so on and so forth. Maybe just a little insight into what have you gotten out of the military that has affected your career and what you do now? There's a handful of things that Obviously, they do a lot. Of, the U.S. military does a lot of things well. But one thing they do particularly well, I mean, there's a variety. There's so many things. But one thing they do particularly well is there's like a clarity and mission, right? Where, and I would say that the application of that in, in business is a superpower, right? Because particularly, I've worked in startups now for a long time, but I, I see it over and over and over again in startups. Somebody will have an idea and people just run off and do it, right? And the trouble with that is there's, there's an infinite amount of things that you can be doing. And, but the truth is you should only be doing a couple of them and you should only be doing the ones that are going to have the biggest impact. And I think having read on strategy and not just in business, but in militarily and right, like since then, I think that that's the biggest takeaway is do what's most effective, right? Like, the invasion of Normandy happened at Normandy. It wasn't the entire French coastline, right? Yeah. Like, 
it was one specific place where they started and that was the that was where they had the most leverage to create the biggest impact with the resources they had and i think that's you apply that to business i think that's not just a superpower it's just hugely unusual to find people that can have clarity like that is uh search was your Invasion of Normandy when you reached that spot TV. <laughs> yeah, the website was, website, right? Like, yeah. data, the, the common thread through all that whole career that I probably spent too much time talking about was spreadsheets and data and, you know, making making decisions that way. But it was good for me because I have a, I don't want to say a technical background. I studied business in school, but I started using computers for my generation at a very young age. The computer you used was in the school lab. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so that was my biggest point of leverage. That's where I could differentiate myself from kind of threading the needle between marketing and sales and engineering. And that's where I could apply the most pressure with my skill set. So to just recap, you'd say clarity of mission, being able to decide what you're going to focus on with your resources and putting it towards that. And then leveraging data are two big wins that you could say, you know, you learned at a very young age in the Navy and still execute on today. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, and that and, and being able to be friends with people you work with and then turn around and take orders from them or give them orders. <laughs> that's, right. a, that's a good skill to have as well. Not, not a lot of people have it. That's great. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Many thanks to my guest, Scott Swanson, VP of Demand Generation at iSpot TV for joining us. If you'd like to learn about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is shswanson, or visit his company website at ispot.tv. This is your host, Jeff Atkinson of Huckabye, signing off. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. 
If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week so hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day all right that's it for today but until next time remember the answers are always in the